Just keep talking on the fly. Live here. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. I'm doing another intro just because it upset you last time that I didn't just start right on the fly. Like Uh, you just you just like press the button to begin recording without like mentioning anything. Yeah, I mean that's what I like to do to everybody. The best interviews are unprepared where you don't realize you're even being interviewed or anybody's talking. So we're here at Streets on Carson. It's beautiful. Look at that background. Usually I blur my camera, but I didn't even blur the camera for this one because it looks so awesome behind me. You do have a pretty sick background, man. It's it's a it's a it's it's my favorite background so far. It's, it is undisputed. The, We're going- the hidden gem series, like it's a you know, there's a competition with the food, but then like there's really been no competition with the background because I mean, we, we got it right now. Streets on Carson, pound for pound, best background in the Hidden Gems series for sure. No, yeah, they, they win our white belt. We'll even give them a pro belt for, for the background. It's that good. And the beautiful South Side, which I don't know if anybody's ever described South Side as beautiful, but here we are. <laughs> I mean, South Side's here, you know. I don't know about beautiful, but it exists. TJ Timbo Moore is also here, Ryan. You got to love we in here. We got to love Timbo showing up, man. Dude, Timbo showed off a uh, progress pick the other day. He's been he's been getting after it hard, man, on the, on the heavy bag. I see him boxing a lot, training a lot, running. My man's getting in shape. He's looking ready. He might be fighting for us soon, dude. <laughs> hey, man, this is uh, just so everyone's aware, this is, you know, we, we, we've do, been doing this on location stuff for a while now, but this is our loudest environment. Um, it, it's it's a little bit distracting, so we're going to try to mute our our uh, when we're not talking. When we're not talking, we're going to try to mute and uh, so that we you guys can hear. Um, Hopefully, Kama very well. Kama should be joining us in about 10 minutes or so. I was going to say, I thought we were keeping that a secret, but then I realized I put it in the title of the video and we announced it ahead of time and everything. I was like, maybe we'll just tag Kama in and let it be like, oh, Kama's here. Yeah, no, we, there was no surprise factor here. No, zero surprises, but it's cool, man. I'm I'm glad there are some people showing up. We're going to, like, like Ryan just said, Kama's going to be here shortly, but. It's going to be an awesome show. We're excited. We're less than a week away, man. It feels insane that the freaking fight is here. Coming up Saturday, April 16th in Monroeville. It's going to be a great show. I'm I'm pretty stoked. Um, it's weird. Like, every show we have, it's like, you know, you get like eight weeks out, seven weeks out, six And then all of a sudden, you're like, it's this week. And it and it happens every time. It's like, wow, we're we're really having a show in like six days. Yeah, I mean it's we Sunday should, now, so it's technically fight week. It is legitimately fight week right now. So we should figure out what we're gonna do for the show at this point. I, I would say we should like order tickets and stuff. Do we have any fighters? Are there any fights? Well, I mean, I think there's a guy that knows a guy that like. I don't know. There's some people I've talked to that are like, I'll fight. That's all you need. Guys who, yeah. who like are willing. Like like that kid at Big Rigs. There was a kid at Big Rigs barbecue working there. <laughs> Looked like he was about 15 have, years old. 
Yeah. yeah, we asked him what he weighed. We're like, you can fill in. Like, that's good. I mean, he said he weighed 135, so I'm just saying, if, if Justin or Devin need a replacement opponent last minute, we got our guy. He's He works – he's he's like, I have never trained. I'm like, that's, I mean, hey, sometimes you got to learn the hard way. Just get thrown right to the wolves. You're fighting Justin Patton on April 16th, kid at Big Rigs. <laughs> you got to learn – you know – if you don't, you just sometimes you just got to jump in the pool to learn how to swim, bro. Like, this is this is how we roll. It's super true, man. Got Mayhem MMA tagging in now, now saying they're excited. We are excited for you guys, too, man. I'm gonna assume that's their head coach and owner, Sean Hartle, tagging in, man. It's nice to hear from you, and we're excited to see what your guys can do, man. You know, I, I wrote that blog post, and that was all true. The, the, more, the more blood in the Pittsburgh fight scene we can get, that's. That's good for the scene, man. We're trying to grow the combat sports scene here in Pittsburgh and eventually beyond. It all starts here. So guys like you stepping up and doing it, massive respect, and we're excited to have you too. But we got a guy in the waiting room right now, Ryan. I don't know. He looks like he's cutting weight. Might be crabby or something. I don't want to keep this guy waiting too long, I don't think. Ryan's still muted. You see that comma? Ryan had muted himself and tried to. That's how pro he is. <laughs> How's so, it going, Karma? It's going good. Can't Monger. complain. No. Fight week. Trying to get tickets to people and shit. Um, you know, all that fun stuff. So That's... for our audiences that are our G audiences, we, we we didn't put the disclaimer out, but the, consider this the disclaimer. This yeah. is not a G-rated program. This is going no. to be... This is R-rated. Actually, this is XXX-rated. <laughs> I might not have any pants on when I tilt the camera down. <laughs> you never know. We're, we are streaming live on OnlyFans right now. So. <laughs> That's beautiful, dude. But, Kama, I'm glad you started by talking about tickets, man, because this is one thing... I've wanted to ask you this for a long time because it seems like... We talk about kind of the, the old guard of Pittsburgh MMA a lot. The guys like you, Cherico, Milstead, that that crowd that kind of started everything in Pittsburgh. It seemed like you guys understand ticket sales on a different level. You know, on the business side, that's a huge part of the business, having fighters that know how to sell tickets. You're obviously one of the best that there's ever been. What I is it? I suck at selling tickets. Why are you lying? Aren't you Ace, lying? I, I suck at selling tickets. You, well, I mean, I don't know. The, what I've seen wouldn't indicate suckage at selling tickets, but what is it like? What is it when you go in and you're selling tickets? Like, what's your approach? What's the comma worthy guide to selling tickets in MMA? This Yo, is, no, this is gonna be a fight. fight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, right now, I was like, Yo, stop being an asshole. Come see me fight. Support your friend. What the fuck? Stuff like that. You know, that's, what else that's you, all you be doing? Need. Sitting around. Dude being bored, out drinking, come watch fights first. I, I don't really kiss people's ass to come watch fights. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to kiss your butt to come watch the fight. But then don't, like, especially like after my, like, when I made the UFC, everyone like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, you had your fucking opportunity. I was fighting in Pittsburgh for years, and you never came to see me. And now you're like, oh, this is this. I'm like, so now I'm like, you get another opportunity. Look, I'm like, I'm back here. So, shit. But it's still the same stuff. That's funny because I saw, you know, Mark, when Cherico was on the podcast, he would say that 
he would just bump into random people at like Giant Eagle. And if they started talking, he'd be like, hey, by the way, I'm fighting. And like just force them to buy tickets off him. Like wherever he, wherever <laughs> I, he goes. I see Mark doing that. <laughs> he's, yeah, I mean, he's not exactly the shyest guy ever, right? No, not total opposite. <laughs> That's great, dude. So, I mean, how you feeling? We saw you, you know, the other day when was that Friday at the Academy. You got a little sweat going, starting to look like the weight cut's starting. You're how many fights? 26 fights deep in your pro career. Does cutting weight still absolutely suck? Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> there's nothing fun about cutting weight. Like it's just not fun. I still don't like it. I don't think I'll ever. I don't think there's anyone that ever likes cutting weight. No one ever goes, "Oh yeah, man, uh, cutting weight's the best thing ever." Oh man, I can't wait to cut weight. No, I mean, I've gotten much much better at it. I understand it, but no, I hate it. That's very fair. <laughs> Just to kind of chime in, hey, uh, listeners, anyone who's listening or watching the, the podcast, um, feel free to ask Kama any questions. He's uh, pro- Kama is probably eating candy now. I don't know. <laughs> Who the fuck yeah. is that? I did. I, I, um, I, I trained with my coach today and I did. I got some, um, some, uh, some uh, now waiters afterwards. But I actually cut back. I don't. I actually don't eat. Don't do the candy anymore and stuff. So yeah, Steve. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's that veteran wisdom. No more candy. I used to eat a lot to make forty five. I used to like survive off of candy for two weeks. The last two weeks of camp was. I used to cut so much weight. How does that work? How does eating candy help you make a lower weight? That's I'm confused by that. And I would like survive off of like two cases of now waiters a day. <laughs> right. I, I get energy from the sugar and and I wouldn't get hungry and stuff. That's amazing. You hear that, kids? If you want to make weight, if you want to drop weight, survive off candy. <laughs> We've already established we do not want kids listening to this episode. <laughs> Dude, rank rank your top three candies. Top three comma worthy candies. Uh I like the mystery flavor, um, Airheads. Um, that start now and later's Butterfingers. I like Butterfinger and uh, and uh, bottle bottle caps. I like bottle caps. Wow, that's a strong play. The root beer one, the root beer ones. Flavor bottle cap tastes just like root beer. So it's a so great. Good. <laughs> That's a strong play, dude. Bottle caps. That's a throwback. I love that. I don't. I didn't even know that that was an option for a favorite candy. Like who? Like bottle caps are delicious. They're like chalky, but like when you're cutting weight, it makes it, it makes your mouth like make it feel like you're drinking soda and shit. That kind of makes sense, actually. I get that a little bit. You got to simulate the experience. Yeah. Yeah. So you 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 had uh you had some work you did today. Tell us about your day today. Um, I woke up, had my morning wood going on, and then I <laughs> Austin, Logan, Caden, go to bed. <laughs> no, uh, I mean I I worked out with my my coach um Dan, aka Master Wife. We uh. We'll go. We did like a. I put like my sauna suit on. I prefer doing that instead of like sitting in the sauna and stuff or whatever. So I put my sauna suit on because I'm still like 
drinking a lot of water. But when you drink, when you drink that much water, you have to sweat. Like you have to sweat off. You can't just keep drinking a lot of water, like not working. So I have to move. So we worked out. We did like good six rounds. I put my son in the suit on. We work. I'll cut like five or six pounds doing that. And then I just went home. Um, the kids and the core were here. The kids run around doing stuff. And then I, uh, Went back to the sauna because I just want to get used to like getting hot a little bit because I don't want to like I, I don't like to go into the sauna unless I'm cutting weight. Like I don't go into the sauna unless I'm cutting weight, but it gets you got to get your body used to being that hot. So you can't just be like, OK, it's time to go cut weight and just jump in the sauna. Your body would be like, no, nah, fuck you. That's not working. So I I like to start hitting the sauna up every day on Sunday. So that way, by the time it gets around the Thursday and Friday, my body's used to that extreme heat. That seems like a logical progression. I like that. I never knew that like you had to condition your body to the heat, but that makes a lot of sense, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah, nice. Dude, I got to ask. I mean, it's it's funny. We haven't really talked to you about this at all, but like the matchup itself against Kahim Murray, this dude's a stud. We're, you know, we're excited for the matchup in general. What is it about his fighting style or him that gets you excited? Like, what do you see when you watch his tape? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, he's a he's a he's a solid fighter. He's definitely a solid fighter. He's long. He's athletic. He's fast. But um, he's just like a, he reminds me of a come worry from like seven years ago. I mean, so he is a complete stud. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, like, I mean, I mean, like he's. Oh no! Comma just, bites the dust. Comma just tapped out. He got, he got he got edited. He was about to start swearing. He was about to yep. take it past X rated. Kahim Murray hacked the stream. Tapped him <laughs> out. There it goes. There he's back. He's back. Yeah. My 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 daughter threw my phone and cracked it, so I have to hold it all weird and stuff. So I think my finger slid off. Nice. No, but I mean like, he's um. He's a good fighter. He's fought on big shows, so he'll be that, he'll be comfortable for that. But uh, um, I mean, like, I mean, I, I gotta say, it's fighting, so fighting's always dangerous. But he there's there's just levels to this. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to sound like arrogant at all, because again, I like I said, I know what fighting is, but. If you think like I, I know I saw him and said like you know he he fought Kimbo Slice Jr. and he was like yeah you know I I fought I'm like but there's 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 like jumping levels this is like I mean again it's a great opportunity for him but if the Steelers called me up tomorrow and said they wanted me to play running back that'd be a great opportunity for me but I'm probably gonna get fucked up <laughs> just just the way it is. You know, it's a great opportunity for me to get fucking folded in half. So, <laughs> but it's still a great opportunity. <laughs> so I mean, like, I, I, I get. I mean, I mean, I get it. Like, uh, that's I me mean, on the local scene. That's those are the fights I'm gonna get. It's people looking to get great opportunities, and I, I just have to just let them understand it. It's it's not a great opportunity. It's more like a funeral. Like, you know, the bad. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good and a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like a little bit of both. You can't pass it up. So Hunter, we're at the 1545 mark. Remember that mark for that sound bite? 
Yeah, that, that was solid. That was solid. And I got to say, it's right on theme because your last fight against Jeremiah Scott, February 5th, you know, obviously we're sitting cage side after you finish him. I see you going like this in the cage and you're saying, you know, there's levels to this. That, that was kind of your theme for that fight as well. So how do you stay motivated through that, man? Because a part of you, you know, there's levels to this and you feel that you're a level above. Is it just the fact that it's a fight and anything can happen and that's dangerous enough for you? Like, how are you staying motivated going into a fight? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, there's, 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 there's a fight. I can go in there and he can, he can drop me with a cross. You know what I mean? Like, the, the jump, it's, this is definitely a fight. I'm not saying at all. I mean, but I can also wake up tomorrow and an armored truck can flip over and a million dollars can fall over and I can pick it up. That can happen too, but it's probably fucking not. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's just, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I was tell, I always tell my students, like, I think in Pittsburgh MMA or local MMA in general, we have a, we have a small understanding of what, of what high level, like high level stuff is. I don't know. Like, I, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't want to sound like people like, like just to like make sound people say they don't get it, but it's like, dude, there's, there's levels next level. It doesn't mean like I don't get subbed or I don't get, I don't get. I might get lit up one day sparring or something like that. Like I get subbed all the time, you know what I mean? Like, but when it comes to fighting, there's there's different mental aspects and physical aspects that you're going to need to get shit done. And I don't think people quite understand what what it what it is. Now I get for him. He's like, oh, I beat Kimball Slice Junior. Though I'm like, but Kimball's. I mean, no disrespect to Kimball Slice Junior., but that motherfucker's not anywhere near anywhere near my radar. Like, I don't think Kimball Slice Jr. would make it on a local scene here in Pittsburgh. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure my man, my man freaking, um, my man, you know, Goss would light him up. You know what I mean? I mean, like, so I, mean, I, I don't think, I don't think he's like, oh, shit, Kimball Slice Jr. Oh, God. like, nah, sorry. I mean, like, I get it. He was a name, but like, he, who did he beat? Like, who did he fight? Like, I mean, it's okay if Bellator, like, takes people and they give them people for them to beat. That's cool. And they built their name up. But it's like, let's be realistic. Like, who the, who the hell are you fighting? Like, who are you who are you competing? Like, who are you competing against and stuff? So, but, I mean, you got you to gotta take it for what it is. You don't really know how deep, how deep, your, how deep the water is until you get out there and then you start drowning, I guess you can say. Kama, do you know you have a history with... With, with him, you've you've actually uh, wrapped his hands before. Little 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 tidbit, huh? What did you have an amateur fight or something? Yeah, when he was an amateur, he fought for gladiators in Pittsburgh, and he said you helped wrap his or you wrapped his hands like back in the day. So he's been like following your career for a long time. Oh yeah, I mean I'm pretty. I mean I'm not an asshole, so he probably if he needs somebody to wrap his hands up, probably just, like I said, I don't dislike the guy. I mean to a certain degree, I don't dislike him as a person, but as a fighter, if you say you're gonna fight me, that means you find flaws in my style, which means you think you can beat me. So I don't dislike you, but I have to hurt you extremely bad. But I don't dislike him. I mean like I don't, I don't dislike anyone but Potato Head Azatar Alaman because he does steroids and shit. Besides that, I've never disliked any opponent. <laughs> So talk to me. <laughs> that, that that brings up a funny subject. So um after 
Azatar or Ottoman, whatever his name is. Um, potato so Wasn't there like a bunch of like you were out at the pool and Chris or something was out at the pool? Tell us that story. Tell, give us that behind the scenes. Yeah, but we were we were getting ready for the malarkey fight, and he was his brother was fighting that night, and he was like talking shit or something, and I was tired. I was like cutting weight. And then he was like saying some shit, like, oh, whatever. Blah. And I was like, oh, dude, you was cheating. You, you, your brother got caught cheating. You was cheating. Y'all be snorting potatoes and stuff or whatever. Y'all be sticking needles in each other's butts and shit. Whatever the fuck y'all be doing. Like, that's what they be doing. Like, you know, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I get his shit. Like, everybody, everybody's getting caught cheating all, all over the place. But and he was all mad. He's like, what was in the bag? He goes, oh, it's none of your business. I'm like, dog. It was steroids or, or clean blood or clean pee. Just say it. Like, everyone's cheating. Like, John Jones did it. Freaking, um, that's why I like TJ Dillashaw. He came out with just cities. I was cheating, bitches. Shit, I wasn't doing it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, just say the tell the truth. Let motherfuckers know what you're willing to do. Like, you're willing to cheat to win. That's just the way it is. The Chael Sonnen, I think, had the best reaction when he got caught. He was like, "Yeah, I had more juice in. I was more juiced up than Tropicana. Like, yeah, I was." <laughs> like, it, it, it is what it is. Like, I mean, like, don't don't be like, "No, nah, I was. I can I can hide." So I'm like, "No, nah, you're cheating, dude." But it's whatever. Well, well, I like when Chael when when he said, "You know what? I was only three times the normal testosterone limit. That was a bad day for me, man. I'm all damn." <laughs> He leaned into it better than anybody in history. TJ did do a good job too. You're right. When it came out, TJ was like, "Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to win fights. Obviously, I was yeah, going to take steroids." You know, I mean, it is what it is. But hey, for all the kids out there, don't eat candy and don't do steroids. That's not what we're saying. <laughs> Unless it's bottle caps. Yeah, bottle caps, steroids. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Kama, yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Take it. No, take so it away. Kama, you, 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 were, you were talking about the, the MMA scene, the Pittsburgh MMA scene. What are your thoughts? Like, you've been to, like, probably, if not all of our shows, most of them. Um, wh what do you think about the, the Pittsburgh MMA scene, where it's going, where it's come from, how, how the, you know, attendance look? I mean, I don't know if you spent time, you know, after your your win and looked around and saw the crowd, but um, it was it was pretty impressive. So, what what are your thoughts on like the growth of the sport again and kind of reaching new 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 levels of crowd crowds and crowd sizes and all that stuff? Um, I mean, as for Pittsburgh and MMA, I think it is it is what it is. Like, and I say that with like. Like I tell my students all the time, I'm like, act, um, act local, think global when it comes to the sport. Because you can't get caught up in the, the Pittsburgh being the coolest fucking dude in Pittsburgh. I never wanted to be the coolest dude in Pittsburgh. Like, I, that to me, that's like the worst thing you can ever call me. It's like, oh, you're the best guy in Pittsburgh. Who the fuck wants to be that? I mean, unfortunately... A lot, that's a lot of thing in Pittsburgh. Like, like P Pittsburgh's a nostalgia place. Like, everyone peaks in high school around this motherfucker place. I'm like, dude, like, no, I, I, I'm trying to do a lot more. Like, Rocky Long, me and Rocky always laugh about it. Motherfuckers talk about they, they retire as amateurs. That makes no sense. You can't, you can't retire as an amateur. Like, this is a, a long run type of thing. So, I mean, like, I mean, 
I, I see there's, there's a lot of guys I see putting putting in a lot of work and stuff. Uh, but only time will tell. Like I've I've been around for a long time. Like you know, I've been I've seen a lot of like if you go to come to my gym, you go to my wall, and there's posters that go back twelve years, and you look on my wall. And there's two guys from this poster and the other 10 guys are gone. You go to another poster, there's two guys from this poster and the other 10 guys are gone. So this sport, like, weeds people out. It's, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, it, 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 so, like, there's a lot. And I, and that's that's the hard part. Like, I don't like, to like, the whole prospect thing. Like, I don't call, and I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I never tell anyone, oh, you're a prospect. You ain't shit. Like, you have no idea what's coming for you. I remember, I'll tell you a story. This way, this is way back when John Diaz-Seuss kicked Cody Stevens in the head and knocked him out up in Ohio, right? And Cody Stevens was fighting for a strong style. And I think I was coming off, I just got knocked out. And uh, I think John had, John had just won two because he had lost before I, I think he was on two-fight win streak. And this kid, is, I think his name was Kenny Loco or Loso or some shit like that. And he was mad because John won. So, like, we go, we go, we all, we all damn. It was me, John, my little brother, and Chris. I mean, we almost got into a fucking fight. We're in Ohio, and they're all talking shit. Yada, yada. And John kicked this dude in the fuck. It was a brutal fucking fight. If you've never seen that fight, go look it up. It was the most brutal head kick, and then he just beat. It was brutal. Um, Cody Stevens, cool dude, though. So, but the kid was like, yeah, I think he was 2 and 0. And he was talking all this shit. <laughs> he was like, you guys lose. You're coming off a loss. All we do is win. I remember I looked at him. I said, you have no idea what you're in for. And he was just talking all this shit, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, I think he lost his next fight. Then he won. Then he lost two more fights. And he retired. <laughs> but I respect him because he hit me up and he messaged me. And he was like, I had no idea. He goes, you're completely right. I am. I'm sorry for, like, approaching you guys that way because he goes, I have no idea how hard this shit is. And I was like, and that's the thing. You just don't know until you get there and you're drowning in the water. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. There's just constant levels to this. And that's why I tell my students, like, don't get caught up in this Pittsburgh amateur belt chasing shit. Like, oh, my God. Like, you know how many guys had amateur belts when I started fighting at 85, the only person that had 85 belts like that that actually did something was Mark Jericho. There was all these other guys. Joe Wagner. Joe Wagner was a dude that fought. He fought Justin Steve. Joe Wagner had 37 belts as an amateur. I was like, oh. Then he had like three pro fights and he fucking stopped. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is this about? Like, so, I mean, this this is this sport is not for front runners. This is a, this is a sport for thoroughbreds. I always tell people, I'm fucking Seabiscuit. I'm a thoroughbred. I'm here for the long run. And if you don't, if you don't approach it with that type of mentality, like you're going to this this sport will leave a disgusting taste in your mouth. Dude, you put it a hilarious way at the gym when we were there, and it it was like it was half a joke, but also serious. You're like, dude, I know more guys that started MMA and are dead now than made it to the UFC. Like, you literally have a better chance of dying. Fucked up. Like, it's like. I mean, like, it's it, the, the serious thing is it's like, and not even just make it to the UFC. That's not, because that's not, that's not the point that I'm telling, like, I like to tell my students. Don't make that the point of contact, because then once you make it to the UFC, your goals are set. The thing is to be a constant martial artist. Like, if you're like, okay, so look at Dempsey. Dempsey, made it to the UFC, got out of the UFC, 
but he he's all like when I when I first got to the UFC, Dempsey was training with me more than anyone, and he wasn't even fucking fighting. He's the, like I was the reason he took another fight. I like dude, you should take another fucking fight because all he was doing was just training, and he's he's a constant martial artist. I mean, so like you like just constantly doing this. Like I think a lot of people like get it twisted on like what it takes to do this type of stuff. I'm like it it takes a lot. It takes a lot to continually keep doing this type of stuff, man. Like, and it, and it wears on you. So, like, you shouldn't do it for the money. Don't be fucking doing it because you want to sell T-shirts or, like, like when I started off, there was no Instagram. Like, like think about it now. How hard is it for you guys to match up amateur fucking fighters because people be looking at their Instagram and shit like, oh, no, I don't want to fucking fight that guy. Dude, no, my coach didn't tell me you're fighting this person. I used to chill the fuck up and fight. Yeah, I'm not going to name I didn't even the record. I would just show up. I'm like, oh shit, he's a southpaw. Oh shit, he likes to wrestle. Oh shit, he got one. I didn't fucking know that. <laughs> show up. I just show up. And, but nowadays, like social media is making it, everyone's getting like the tattoos and this and this goofy shit. I'm like, fucking train. Like, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you, why are you looking for sponsors or, or doing some goofy shit? You have four amateur fights or two amateur fights or you're calling out pro fighters or some dumb shit like that. Like it, it's, it's almost embarrassing. I'm like, dude, like, you're dumb. Like you'll be, you'll, you'll literally be fat and working at some warehouse in four, in four months because like, you're, like this isn't going to be yeah, like, you can't even grasp what it is and what it takes to do this. Like you did you ever see the, the the video of uh Cam Newton when he went to like that high school and he's and it was it was when he had just got cut from one of his NFL teams and he was at a high school and he was like talking to the kids and like the one boy was like making fun of him like you got cut and shit and I'm sitting like that's the ignorant shit that they put in he was sitting like Dude, like I'm a million. Like, what are you talking about? I'm gonna end up, and like, yeah, that's why you're looking for a team, bum ass. Like, and I can't will probably be working at McDonald's for the rest of his fucking life with that type of mentality and type type of attitude that he have. And meanwhile, he'll be his name, his name to claim was talking shit to fucking Cam Newton. Like, you idiot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are you what are you talking about? But that's that's the shit. Like, you got my, one of my students came in and told me the other day that there's this local, this amateur kid who was like, Yeah, he thinks he's better than you. I'm just like that's what the, f but like you know, I just whatever, man. It is, it is, it is. I just, I just let time weed them out in life. That's just the way. I got it. I got the video right here. Here, I can share my screen. Hang on, because this, this is a classic. That's embarrassing. You're free agent. You're free agent. You're free agent. You gotta be poor. I'm rich. You gotta be poor. I'm rich. You gotta be poor. I'm rich. You're free agent. I'm rich. You're free agent. I'm rich. Where's your daddy? Let me talk to your dad. Let me talk to your dad. Where's your dad? You're a free agent. Where's your dad? You're a free agent. Unreal. Yeah. That's that's so and that. So that's just a different mentality. It's a different world to be living. Like that's how that's how they they mentally approach it. And then I'm like, you like that kid's an idiot. Like, who is that kid? Like, who knows who the fuck that kid is? Like, you know what I mean? But he's but in his brain, he thought it was smart to talk to Cam Newton that way. Like in fighting things thinking, oh, I oh, I bet you. I'm like, dude, yeah, maybe you like, you know, you could have you can take me down. Maybe you're a wrestler, you think you can take me down. I'm like, dude, but if you met me, I'd probably kill you. And like, or put you, make you be eating through your straw for the rest of your fucking life. Like, let's let's rephrase how you think. But it is what it is, you know. I, I just I like to let people find out what fire is the hard way, like a caveman start playing with it, then they burn the whole village down and shit. <laughs> That's beautiful.
That that kid is the dude from the Cam Newton video, just so you know. That's who he is. Like you said, who is that dude? Like he's the dude from the Cam Newton video. Yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. That's what he's gonna be. Yeah. I got all he's a guy who like, you talks to Cam Newton. He goes, Yeah, as you pitch your groceries into the back. Find him. He's like he's like, I made it. I'm the dude from the Cam Newton video. Viral for like for like a month. I was talking shit on Cam Newton. Like, yeah, that that's what I was gonna say. The funniest part is that I saw that video when it came out. I knew what you were talking about, but I've totally forgotten about it until you mentioned it. Like, you're it's funny for like three hours, and then I forgot yeah. about it. <laughs> exactly, but like, I, like that's the like I said, that's just the that's just the problem with I think the younger. I mean, I, unfortunately, MMA promotes that. I mean, like, you know, that's the stuff that sells. I mean, who was that guy that was talking shit on Bo Nichols? Oh, David Krause on our story? Yeah. Do you know who fucking Bo Nichols is? Like, uh, do you know what he had to accomplish to get to where he's at? And he's like, yeah, Bo Nichols. I'm just, I'm watching the video like, Okay, like you're one and one. It'd be different if he was like nine and zero oh as an amateur. He's like, yeah, Bo Nichols, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I was a, a, a Golden Glove champion or something. No, you're just some big fucking dude hitting the fucking heavy bag. Like, like, what the fuck? Like, come on, like, I can't, like, I, I can't. But, but, like, you know, like that's the shit that people like to do. They want to make promo videos, and everyone's a pro wrestler now until you're getting your dick hole beats in. Like, like, what the fuck? Like. I'm like, that's stupid. See, that's where you and I differ a little. I, I thought, like, Krause was just having fun, and, and he was literally not doing it seriously. He was doing it to, like, just, you know, have a good time. And you I, so think that. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it's entertaining. I see what you're saying for sure, Kava. Like, it, it is cheesy whenever the wrong guy does it. Even at the highest level, it's cheesy when the wrong guy does it. Like, when you got some debutant in the UFC calling out the champ, it's like, dude, you've got, yeah. you've got so much work to do. Like, yeah. Now, it, it's different, okay? It's different if you're, like, um, the guy um, that's fighting John, just fighting Strickland next. That guy's a world-class kickboxer who knocked out the champ, so he can talk shit. If you're like an Olympic level refs or you're an Olympic level wrestler and you're coming in the MMA, you can talk shit because you're a champion somewhere else. If you were a Bellator champion or a champ somewhere else, and like you're talking like, okay, well, this guy's a pro boxer and stuff. But when you're just when you have two, do you know how many people have two amateur fights in the in America? <laughs> Like, like, come on. And, and you're not just two and oh, you're a one and one. <laughs> I, can't, I, I, I can't, like, you shouldn't even think about making videos about anyone. You should just be training. You shouldn't be thinking about getting tattoos. You shouldn't be thinking about sponsors. You shouldn't be thinking about making t-shirts. You should only be training and working just enough so you can pay for training and then more training. You shouldn't be thinking about females. You shouldn't be watching TV shows. You shouldn't be doing shit but training. Like, but they're, everyone's doing so much shit and they're talking on social media and they're going on. Like, those, these are the people that go on the UFC blog. Like, yeah, that guy was a bum anyway. He deserves to get like. Shut the fuck up! Like that, ir it irritates me. And I'm and I, as I cut weight, <laughs> comma how? Well, like what? What advice would you give to, you know, the 
there's a it's a huge struggle. Like, you know, you're an amateur fighter, you're trying to find time. Shut the fuck up and train. No, not you. Bill, shut the fuck up and train. Train. No, just train. But don't make videos none of that shit. As far as the struggle, um, as far as the struggle with like just making a living and 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 balancing like training and taking training seriously and like making a living like what would your advice be to the you know the young guys that really truly want to pursue this thing and go hardcore you were able to do it you were able to get to the highest level like what would your advice be get a job my 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 job the job that i worked at steak and shake for 10 years and i would i would wait tables from 11 to 5 and i would train from 5 to 9 i did that straight for three for three years, I never missed the day of training for three years. You can call my original coach, Eric Hilbert. He had to send me home one day when there's a big storm. He goes, go look home. He's like, You're, I, I did not miss a day for training. And I didn't. I wasn't thinking about fighting. I would just train and listen, train and listen. But I'm, I'm, I guess, I mean, I guess maybe I'm kind of an old head because I don't, I don't think like Kids are so like you have cell phones now. They have so much accessibility to so much stuff. So they just think it's so much. It's different. You know, they, they, they perceive it differently. You know what I mean? But it's it's not just trained, literally trained. Put yourself in uncomfortable positions. And in Pittsburgh, like motherfuckers got to like train for real. Like, I mean, like, I mean, I get it. Pittsburgh is a wrestling base. The tri-state area is a wrestling base. Our cages are 20 foot small, 20 foot big, like a 20 foot cage. It's tiny. It's like it's it's based towards grappling and wrestling. We're in a fucking tri-state area. It's, it's Pennsylvania versus the rest of the world when it comes to wrestling. Like you can go into any gym around here and find two or three D1 wrestlers grappling, at least multiple black belts. But you couldn't find a pro kickboxer anywhere in Pittsburgh. <laughs> like, there's not one pro, I can't find a pro kickboxer. I, as for pro MMA fighters, they can actually, I have one, there's one, John Diazus just left. So it was John Diazus and Nick Brown, like, my level, like, pro fighters, like, you know what I mean? Like, in kit, like, so, I mean, I mean, like, so in Pittsburgh, like, it's, the like, I mean, like, as for young fighters, I'm like, go to boxing schools. Get your shit beat in. <laughs> A lot, because if you're not if you're not challenging yourself like that, you're just you're just like building your fight style up for what's going on around here in Pittsburgh. And we're such a, we're such a like small little n- nothing town compared to the rest to the rest of the fight environment. I mean, like if if all you can do is what we do here in Pittsburgh, you're gonna be in for a rude awakening, like a violent rude awakening. Like, like, if you don't go to boxing gyms, if you don't go to kickboxing gyms, like, if you don't just box, if you don't just kickbox, if everything you do is always involving some form of grappling, you're going to be in for a rude fucking awakening. Like, I, it, luckily for me, it happened a long time ago when I went to Rufus Sport when I was, like, six pro fights, and I, w- I could just, because that's a, that's a striking gym. I went there and Anthony Pettis was the champ at the time, and... Like, I was working with some of their amateurs, and, like, they were just as good at striking as I was. And these guys were fucking amateur fighters. And I was like, holy shit. Like, there was, there was, just, there was just a different level of striking was there because it's just, it's just a lot more. There's a lot more kickboxing, a lot more boxing and stuff. So, I mean, for Pittsburgh, if you're going to be a Pittsburgh fighter, go to boxing gyms. I know it's not easy because Pittsburgh boxers don't want to box MMA guys. 
whatever the fuck that's about. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's weird. Like, I have to go all the way to Ohio. Like, I go train with my man Danny in Ohio, um, St. Clair, um, in Ohio, West, like right next to West Virginia and shit. But, uh, like, uh, my man Hutch, um, Hutch trained under my, under my coach Chris. So he's worked with us and stuff. And we've, want, we've gone out and worked with uh, Conway a little bit and stuff. I'm like, you got, you got to get out. And I mean, find kickboxing gyms. Like, get beat up. Like I go to, I go, you think I enjoy wrestling with a D one wrestler? Like Cardillo was in training last week, slamming the shit out. Like Jason, Jason Cardillo's a D one wrestler. He's seven and as an as a pro fire and shit. So he doesn't really fight anymore, but he's, he's still a D one fucking wrestler. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's not fun getting slammed on the ground by a D one wrestler. So that's not a fun thing. So, but I put myself in those positions like, Three or all of, like, but if you're not putting yourself to get punched in your face when it happens, that shit's gonna hurt, and you're and you're gonna like the first time you draw blood is in a fight. That's not a good feeling, dude. Your brain's gonna be like, where the fuck am I? You're gonna be looking for the exit instantly, dude. And you can't if you're not you like I, I'm like guys, I'm like do you guys watch fights? Like do you see like yo I on J check with that fucking unicorn on her head? If you're not if you're not ready for that shit. Don't fucking waste my fucking time and don't waste your time because that's what it is. We are in, I preach this all the time. I tell my students, we are in the legalized crime game. We're in the pain business and fucking business is booming. Like, you, got, you have to understand that. Like, you watch all the fights this past week and you watch good guys get fucking murdered, girls getting lit up. That's, we're in the pain business. Like, you have to understand that. If you're not okay, like, inflicting and receiving pain, the minute that shit starts to happen, you're going to look for the exit and the exit's always somewhere up on there. It's, it's, it's going to show itself eventually. Like, like my guys will sometimes be like, Oh, well, what do you think about head trauma? I'm like, I don't think about head trauma. Cause if I thought about head trauma, there's no way I'd do this. I'd go get a regular job and go be an accountant or some shit. You know what I mean? Like you can, it, it's like, if you want to play football, you ever thought about the dangers of tearing your ACL or what CT? No, because I'm a fuck. I want to play professional football. I don't think about that shit because, like, it, it's it's probably going to fucking happen. Like, you know, if you play a professional sport, like, and especially our sport, you're going to get hurt. Like, I felt really bad with Craig because I always told Craig, like, you're not going to get hurt, hurt. And then the motherfucker tears his dang and dangles his arm off. I'm like, ah, oh, welcome to fighting, dude. I was like. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's that's the white game, dude. It happens like you get this, this is not a it's just not a fucking walk in the park. We're not playing chess. This is a extremely dangerous organized crime type shit. It's a legal way to hurt another human being. Like that's what we're doing. If you don't think of it that way, you're going to get hurt, or you're going to find yourself in a fight in a situation where you look for the exit all the time. Kama, have you ever been in a situation where? Uh... You know, you had to use your uh, skills, skill set in a way that was not in an octagon or a training situation. No, I don't like to fight. I've only been in one street fight my entire life. I don't fight in the street. My mother told me this story about this guy that she knew when she was younger that punched somebody. He fell and hit his head off a fire hydrant and the guy died and he went to jail. So I don't fight in the street. I've When I was in New York, this guy, this bum was fucking on the bus and he was doing this goofy stuff and he spilled this water on my guy and I punched him. The bus driver hit the brakes. This lady flew, busted her head. People was all jacked up. I got off and ran off the train. I was like, that's what I get. You don't fight in public. So I don't, I don't fight in public. Like, it's not worth it. 
Nice. So there's some advice from Kamakama. Also said for the young fighters out there, don't like no women, no TV, no nothing. But I got to show this comment from your brother, Kama. Like he's got an alternative viewpoint. Okay, so Shaka's a different. Me and Shaka approach fighting, even though we're brothers, we approach fighting very. Shaka probably has had a hundred street fights. <laughs> like Shaka, I, I used to go to the park and Shaka would be down there beating people up. And remember when the rock was really bad, he would spit on his hand and like smack these kids. Like that's, and I was like, I didn't like, I don't like fighting. He, he, he's different. Like I enjoy fighting in the cape, but he enjoys fighting a little bit different. Shaka's a little bit, a little bit different breed. That's fair enough. That's what makes you guys different, man. That that's hilarious. You <laughs> when the rock was big, he'd like spit on his hand and hit people. You can like uh, I swear you can ask Shaka. Shaka spit on his hand and smacked this kid. And I was like, oh my God. Like he's enjoying this. <laughs> he liked it. Huh? Like if you if you would have met me when I was younger, when I was like 17, 18, and then you would have told me, Oh, in 12 years you'll be in the UFC, I was like, You're out of Europe. King mine because I don't like I was like I don't like the fight I don't like the fight so it was, I didn't it, but it just fell into place. Yeah, and you said like the goal is really to be a lifelong martial artist. Like like you mentioned, Chris Dempsey. Obviously, he's still doing the thing every day, training every day. But at this stage in your career, man, like you have been in the UFC, you felt that you fought for us last time, fighting for us again in April. Where are you looking to go after that? I mean, you can't if, if you if you win big again. Realistically, you're probably not staying around Pittsburgh again. Like, where are your career goals right now? Um, wherever the money is. Like, <laughs> I'm at the point now. Like I said, after after my last fight, you like you know my my manager was like just stay busy. So I mean, like I'm getting towards the point where I'm getting. I I don't think I can keep this up for the next eight years or some shit, you know, like, I'm not like my man this weekend or this fight yesterday is Zilek or Zolik. My man, he's fucking 45. I, I, he's cool as shit. Cause I, me and me and Dave met him at the, um, performance Institute and my man moves. He moves like a 40 something year old. Like he get, like we were walking up the steps until it was taking a minute. I ran up and down the steps twice. He was just getting up the step, but he, he's a, again, he's a lifelong martial artist. Like he, that's what, that's what he likes to do. Like he obviously doesn't fight. I mean, I, I don't, I can't really say it to his financial situation, but I don't think he fights for money. He just fights cause he likes competition. Like that's just his thing. Like that's just tick. Like that's, that's golf for him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> Or when you're when you're done with MMA, do you think like you're going to compete at you know in in any other um, capacity, or do you think when you call it quits with MMA, you won't compete? I want to do a little bit of kickboxing, and I want to do a little bit of boxing, um, and then I'll probably just coach kickboxing, boxing, coach. Like I might, I was thinking about maybe doing some jujitsu tournaments, but I don't know. I can't even do jujitsu tournaments now. I just can't. Like my man, my boys are always like, "Oh, do it just a tournament." I'm like, "Ah, I just, I just can't. I just, like, just want to hit people." So if I'm competing at high level, I'm hitting someone at some point in time. Even though once we get wants me to get me into like bodybuilding, because he goes, "If you really got into bodybuilding, you can like probably do a kick. I, I can like really define my body. I was like, we really blew you up and defined your body." So. Cool. 
I mean, go from model. I mean, you got the modeling background. Bodybuilding is just like jacked modeling. Yeah, I mean, like, that's. <laughs> I mean, like Mark, Mark, Mark Jericho kind of does that now because, like, with his with his injury, he can't train, and that's the sucky part. Like, he, like, I know he really wants to train. Like, we'll talk every now and then. And he like gets the itch, but he knows like he, he'll be like he'll mess his neck up and his he can't feel his freaking fingers from it. So like every time he tries to do anything, but so he he got into lifting weights, but he even had to he had to pull back a little bit on that too as well, just because of like his injury and stuff so i mean like i definitely don't take what i have for granted now because like you know you're it's, it's hard to do this shit. would say come on and i'm uh, looking for a sleep up in these main event fights next time that's ethan gosh yeah yeah damn strip i mean there's like there's people like ethan like, ethan no ethan's been around forever like this is not this is not a fucking this is not a sprint this is far from a sprint dude this is a this is a long, long, exhausting, exhausting marathon. So Ronald McDonald, I'm fairly certain that, that there's a chance that that's not his name. He said, this dude is funny. Uh, will you ask him if he wins and feels good after the fights on Saturday? Will he do a meet and greet? My brother and I would love to meet him. So just so you know, after every fight, stick Five around. Dollars. Stick around. Kama's going to give you like a huge discount um, and only charge five this time. Normally, he charges everyone like 75 bucks. Um, uh, he spends tons of time walking around and and just, you know, ha hamming it up with the, with the, with the fans. So he loves, oh, yeah. uh, he loves, loves it. So that, that's like every show. You'll see pictures of him. You know, with with fans and stuff like that. So yeah, just hang tight. Wait for Common to go. But you know, wait for the show to start wrapping up. Just hang tight, and he'll be out. Yeah. See, I heard that Kama spits in his hand and slaps fans. <laughs> well, that's what he, <laughs> that's what he loves. <laughs> oh man. No man, that, that's awesome, dude. Common, this has been an amazing podcast, man. We appreciate you jumping on. I'm not going to take up too much more of your time. I'm sure there's some <laughs> butterfingers to go crush out there, but we got to we got to do but, the cliche but, because but I butterfingers. I, I wish. <laughs> yeah. I think eat some, I think I have hummus. I think like hummus on some salmon or something, something like that. I don't know, something real or like some quinoa or something like that. That actually, that doesn't sound bad, dude. Actually, I was gonna like close the show, but now I remembered that I wanted to ask you because are you vegan or vegetarian? You're vegan, right? Vegetarian. Vegetarian. Love, okay. You still you like? I love leather and shit. Like my my car, my new BMW is leather and shit. I love leather jackets and shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know. <laughs> Get away from me! Need that leather. That's perfect. How did? How do you pronounce the like fake meat substitute that looks like Satan? Is it Satan? How do you say that? I don't. It, what is it? You know what I'm talking? It's like a meat substitute. It's like S E I T A N. Satan? Satan? I, I guess you don't know. You never saw it. No. I just grabbed it. We saw it the to the fake meat session. I actually have some stuff I'm going to like, um, some fake meat stuff, whatever. I'll, I'll probably like put together on top of some rice to get a little protein or whatever. Nice. That's a good call, man. Well, you know, we can't we can't keep you too much longer. Obviously, you're a busy man, cutting weight, got a fight to get ready for. It was one of the best podcasts to date, if not the best, I think. 
there's going to be a lot of laughs to be had from this one, man. <laughs> we appreciate you jumping on, man. Enjoy the rest of your night, and uh, we'll see you Friday for weigh-ins. Yes. It's about that time. Yes, yes. I'll see you guys then. You guys drink see a beer. Wearing, buddy. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'll have Take one care, for man. you, bro. I know you. <laughs> All right, so that was Kama Worthy. He fights Kahim Murray in the main event, Brawlenberg 11, April 16th, this coming Saturday at the Monroeville Convention Center. You guys can get tickets at 247fighting.com. This is Ryan and I are at Streets on Carson right now in the south side. They were gracious enough to let us do our podcast here. And even if they weren't, I would still recommend that you come eat here. Like the food at Streets on Carson, if you guys haven't experienced it yet, freaking incredible we'll have a full review for you coming this week but just listen i like food it's very apparent you know i'm a rather large guy i like food take my word for it streets on carson does it right there's no bad item on their menu some of the best wings in the city if not the best wings in the city if you think i'm lying come check them out yeah it, it definitely my my family and I have come here a couple times, and we've never had anything that we weren't like raving about. So, super great meal. We tried some new things. I tried their chicken sandwich, which was bomb. Which we'll get into. Like it's right up there. Um, we we just had, you know, you guys. If you follow us, you saw our posts about. Um, about oh what's the name of it give it given to fly give it to um, there it is yeah so i'll tell you what man the, the chicken sandwich game in the city has been pumped up by these couple establishments so they're 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 gonna go toe to toe with this chicken sandwich and they're friends so they like each other yeah yeah and troy actually the owner of given to fly might stop down here he said in a bit actually so that would be great if we get to see him before we head out too but Thank you, everybody who tuned in and watched. I know you guys really enjoyed Kama, just based on the comments and everything. How can you not? The dude is in surprisingly good spirits for being in the middle of a weight cut, I got to say. So I would assume the weight cut's going well. He's looking ready, looking lean and mean for Saturday, man. That's going to be an insane fight. And like Ethan Goss chimed in on the, on the chat, you cannot forget that he fights Kevin Barbarina for the pro featherweight title, 247FC pro featherweight title. Ethan, as Kama said, has been doing it forever this guy's been around the fight game forever paid his dues the whole theme of Kama's talk you know was about being a thoroughbred being in this for the long run sacrificing everything to get there and Ethan is 100% one of those guys that paid his dues and and that fight you know that's a fight of the night waiting to happen we said it from the jump 100% Ethan Goss versus Kevin Barbarina you cannot miss that fight the whole card is stacked we hope to see all of your beautiful faces there Saturday. Get your tickets, folks. This is uh, it, it's going to be something special uh, this Saturday night, April sixteenth. Um, a pro card that it just you know Justin Patton's fighting. Like I'm going to talk about the local guys because you know them all. Jake Schilling's fighting. Ethan Goss has fought for us. I don't know five, six times. Like always brings it. Always gr great. We're going to have a free fight tomorrow posted um so you'll want to you want to catch that i think we're going to do um one of the best fights we've ever had which was ethan goss goss and skyler sudo um to kind of get everyone ramped up and ready for this event on saturday so um stay tuned pay attention we're gonna have a lot of cool stuff going on this week um but get your tickets first and foremost 247fighting.com go visit with your favorite fighter 
Kama has tickets at the Academy. Justin has tickets at the Matt Factory. You know, grab those tickets, scoop them up before they're gone. Absolutely. And Ryan kind of said it, but I just want to further emphasize that we're going to release a free fight on social media every day this week. So normally, you know, all of our videos are video on demand. Got to pay to watch the replays. We'll release them for free for you. We'll have Goss. We'll have Kama. We'll have Justin Patton. A lot of the guys that are on this card will release some of their past fights for you guys for free. So follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere, Twitter. Follow us and uh, enjoy some free fights to get excited for Saturday. Man, it's almost here. Weigh-ins will be here before you know it. We'll have pictures from weigh-ins and everything. And it's fight night. Go to 247fighting.com and get those tickets, guys. We're going to have some fun, and uh, we'll see you all there. Let's go. And oh, wait, wait, wait. Ron McDonald. I'm going to do that. He, he says – he needs a shout out to his nephew Andrew. All right, so Andrew, hey, how you doing, buddy? Train, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, '80s Hulk Hogan style, bro. Um, and Paul yeah. Dotson's fight. Don't shout out to my candy. nephew. I, I'm, I'm confused about that. Shout out. It, to his Paul. nephew must be Andrew Evans fighting Paul Dotson. This must be Andrew oh, Evans. Oh, Andrew Evans. Oh, so his yeah. nephew's Andrew. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's totally different. Oh, so yeah. you want us to talk about that fight? Yeah. So. We have lots of fights. Here's the thing. When we got guys that are have paid the paved the path and like the pro fights, we're gonna spend a lot more time uh, kind of talking about those and we're gonna give the platform for the for the amateurs. So we have uh, six great amateur bouts. Um, and we'll we'll dig a little into that on the the blog this week. Um, so check out the blog on the website at 247fighting.com. We'll be writing about all that good stuff. There, I just went ahead and pulled up the uh, the fight poster: Paul Dotson versus Andrew Evans. This is Andrew's MMA debut. This is Paul's second fight. He actually lost his debut back in August in Johnstown, and he recently switched and is training at the academy now with Kama. So Paul feels like that's done wonders for his game. Andrew, meanwhile, is just looking to make an absolute splash. And I, I love debuting fighters, man. Ryan and I talk about this all the time off air. Like, I get just as excited for the amateur fights because that next gem might be there. And plus, you got to think your first fight, they're dealing with the jitters. They're, they're dealing with everything that there is that goes into fighting. So for them to get that first bit of experience with us is special. And we definitely don't take that lightly. We want them to have the best first experience ever with their fight. So I certainly hope Andrew experiences that win or lose, man, because this is, like Kama said, it's not all about winning and losing at that stage. Most important thing when you're an amateur fighter is when you win, you got to call out like the biggest name you possibly can. Like if you're an amateur fighter and you win, you have to call out like pro and pro fighters that are like, you know, have, have been around and paved the path. I'm all for 100%. it. 100. <laughs> percent that, that fights that fights at 185. So if he doesn't call out at least Bo Nickel, he's doing it wrong. Exactly. You got to call out Bo Nickel. You got to call out Bo Nickel's uncle. You got to call out Bo. Yeah. Whatever it takes, right? Bo Bo Nickel, Bo Dime, Bo Quarter. All right, I'm done. I that joke ended the podcast. We're out. We're out. Thank you guys for watching, and we will catch you very soon. It's fight week, guys. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. Let's go. Fight week. Brawl in the bird eleven.